0: The election may be over, but that doesn't mean that politics stops. In fact, now might be the time for you to get even more involved in your local politics.
1: Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis and I am here with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing, Miranda?
0: I am doing fantastic because this election was brutal and it's over.
1: All right. Yes, absolutely. I am totally sick of politics. So it's great that we're doing this podcast.
0: That's right. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about this podcast is the national election, the general election may be over and we may not have to worry about a presidential election. I'd like to say four more years, but you know that the next campaign starts, you know, now in two. <laughs> yeah, immediately. But I am excited about local politics because that's what I do. That's what I'm involved with. And. It's one of my passions, and so one of the things that I think a lot of people forget is that uh, we get so wrapped up in the presidential election that we forget that the decisions that affect your actual life every day, the things that really impact the way you live, that's actually made at the local level. I mean, we get all wrapped up in the the thrill of presidential politics and it's like the celebrity death match happening, but. Really, the really nitty gritty of what really impacts your life happens at the local level.
1: So, how did you get involved at the local level?
0: (laughs) I showed up one day.
1: (laughs) Why? What drove you to do it? What was the catalyst or the impetus?
0: Yeah. So, well, I've always been um, very interested in how people's lives are affected by what goes on around them. I have long been involved in the political process and been interested in it and paid attention to it. But only recently, after I moved back to Idaho, did I have the time to start getting involved because, of course, I'm raising a son, but now he's Old enough, he's almost 14 now. So he's old enough that, you know, I have a little bit more leeway and a little bit more time to pursue this. But yeah, I started getting involved because I looked around. I knew what my own personal values and political leanings were. So I looked around for information about the political party in my area that most closely matched those values. And I showed up to a meeting. One thing led to another, and I was willing to donate my time and and everything, and now I am the chair of my local county party.
1: All right, so you moved up pretty quickly in, in a short amount of time.
0: It's not hard to do when you're the losing demographic in, in Idaho. Mm. There's not a lot of people, not a lot of other people that are involved. But interestingly enough, it's not just in my area, I remember they were having a big public information meeting about expanding our airport services and bringing in some people, you know, it was going to affect businesses, all of these stakeholders for the airport. And they had this hearing and they did all of this advertising for it on the radio, online, in the newspaper, on Facebook, just everywhere, all of this advertising for it, really trying to get people to come and 30 people showed up.
1: Yeah, well, there isn't a lot of interest in local politics. Is that because we're just apathetic as a country, do you think?
0: Well, I think part of the problem is, once again, that big focus on the general election. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I learned this year with Bernie Sanders particularly energizing a lot of young people, and I was talking to a lot of young people who are voting in their first election right now as 25-year-olds or 26. I mean, I'm so nerdy that when I turned 18, I did three things. I went down to the county elections office. I registered to vote. I went and bought a lottery scratch ticket. <laughs> and I bought a set pack of cigarettes. I don't smoke. I didn't use those cigarettes. But I could, so I did. <laughs> I could buy them, so I did.
1: Well, you are a legal adult at that point, And so you can do whatever you want. All of those things that were limited to adults only... That's right. Well, at least most things that are 18 and over, you could now do. So it's party time.
0: That's right. So, yeah. So, but no, registering to vote was the very first stop on mm-hmm. my birthday list was to register to vote. And I did. I talked to a lot of 25 and six, 26 year olds who are, this is the first election they're voting in, even though they could have voted in the past. And a lot of them were very energized by Bernie Sanders. And very, And then when things didn't go the way they wanted them to, all of a sudden, they were like, "Oh well, there's no point in voting now; it's all over." I talked to them a little bit. I said, "Hey, wait a minute! You know, we've got some candidates right here in our county running for the state legislature. Here are some of the the issues that came up before the state legislature last year." And they looked at them, especially here in in Idaho specifically. Healthcare is a big issue right now because we have tens of thousands of people who aren't covered because of the failure of Idaho to, now we're getting political, I'm so sorry, (laughs) but this is an issue that actually affected these folks. And I said, well, here's one of the issues that once again came up before the Idaho legislature. It's been coming up every year and they keep kicking the can. Nobody's involved, nobody's letting their voices be heard and nobody cares. And so I showed them this issue and all of a sudden they started getting fired up. Because they were like, oh, my gosh, that affects me in my everyday life. Like right now, the things that they're doing over there in Boise are affecting me right now today more than anything that a presidential candidate could do and more than anything a president can do. We don't really think about that. We focus so much on the, the presidential election and the general election that we forget that most of the laws that affect us every single day from um, whether or not you have a living wage, from whether or not you have certain health access to health care services, all of that kind of stuff, that is actually regulated for the most part at a state and local level.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is the states and the localities don't have the kind of marketing dollars that politics on a national level has. I mean, this is all we hear about uh, through the past year has been the national election. Uh, Trump, Clinton, Bernie, all of them, that's all that we've heard about. So it's people you know we can't we can't blame people for not understanding that there's this whole other level that is so important
0: right and i think part of that is just looking around and saying okay what can we do now and Where are we going? What are some of the local political organizations that are available in my locality?
1: Sure. So we've got the school board and, you know, how is, is someone who doesn't have a kid in school really affected by the decisions made by the school board?
0: Well, it depends on, it depends on your outlook on things. I believe it was John Fuselgang who pointed out that he didn't have children, but he doesn't want to live in a civil society. He wants to, he wants to live in a civil society where people are educated. Mm -hmm. So, so he may not have children. He does care that everybody around him have some modicum of education. Right, absolutely. Uh, because you have to live with them and they're the people making decisions in your community. Uh, and even if you aren't, you know, you don't have to be involved in everything. You don't have to be like, well, I'm going to run for school board and city council and be in the state legislature. You know, so if, you, if school board isn't your thing and it's not your huge passion, then yeah, don't worry about that. Go look at some other thing. Uh, look at the city council.
1: Yeah, and even if you're not inclined to run for any of these positions or get involved at that level, at least be aware of those who are, because a lot of that has to do with, you know, that, that, that'll have a big impact depending on how they view the world. So you'll have the opportunity to elect these people or at least have a say in who's involved. And uh, whether it's you or not, at least it should, be, it should be someone you're aware of, so you know exactly what's going on.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that is kind of frustrating to me about our current two-party system, and this is coming from somebody who's a partisan, right? I am, I am the county chair of a local political party, but I also was very long time an independent. I was an unaffiliated voter. I was registered unaffiliated because I do not like the two-party system because one of the problems with the two-party system you talked about, get to know these people, learn who they are we get so caught up in, oh, do they have an R or a D, that we don't actually pay attention to them. And one of the things that I'm finding as I wander around in Idaho and talk to people is that rather than paying attention to the R or the D, they might be surprised to find that some of their actual values and some of the policies that impact them every day and that they really care about are not being served by somebody who's in their party. And it's a personal thing. And it's like rather than just looking at somebody's political party affiliation, you really should be looking at who they are and what they actually stand for and the things they're actually doing. But our two-party system has kind of um, made us a little bit intellectually lazy, right? Everything I needed to know about you depends on what party you belong to
1: yeah i mean there's there's no easy solution to this um right. th- for for any new party to come up um it would involve it, it 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 would not happen in our lifetime what's more likely to happen is that one of the parties shifts um and becomes um ideologically different than it used to be and we've seen that um, in the last hundred years uh, there has been mm-hmm. a shift um, and uh, but at this point given the power that exists within the two parties in this country um, on a national level I don't see any parties coming in to to make that much of a big difference other than to push the existing parties slightly in one direction or another that's just a consequence of of the way society has moved over the past, uh, you know, 250 years in this country.
0: And I'm not saying that, you know, we need to have a new party or, you know, a third party to like come to prominence or whatever. What I am saying is on the local level, don't make your decisions based on what letter is after their name. Actually look at what they stand for because, you know, and I, I know in this this election on the local level, my parents who normally vote straight party ticket one way are actually – Have actually stepped back and they said, wait a minute, this guy that has been representing or not, as the case may be, representing us in Congress and then somebody else that they don't like the way they've been representing them here in Boise, they've looked at it and they've stepped back and said, wait a minute, they are not representing me properly and they're actually going to break ranks with the party and vote (laughs) they're going to vote for a different party this year, but not all party. They're actually, they're not going to vote a straight party ticket. They're going to go through and they're actually voting for individuals rather than parties. And I think that's where we need to start on the local level. One of the things I do like about where I live is city council elections are nonpartisan. You can't say what party you belong to while you're running for city council. You just have to actually talk about your own personal policy decisions and what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, it seems to me like most people today are less likely to choose a party. And, you know, I don't know, I have to look at some statistics here, but people seem to be pretty down on the whole party system in general.
0: Right. We have a very large right now that we have a very large number of unaffiliated people that are registered as unaffiliated. Because of that reason, because rather than getting caught up in party politics, they want to look at the individuals. And that is one of the big places where people forget that that's where local politics can really benefit. Uh, they're, they're looking at it from in terms of presidential election and saying, oh, hey, Evan McMullen, Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, looking at these outsiders and saying, oh, we got to do that. But this unaffiliated trend. Could actually be really great for local politics brought down to the local level because that's where you can actually get to know people on a personal level and get to know your candidates and get to know your state representatives, get to know even your federal representatives. Uh, The people that we send to Congress regularly come through for town hall meetings. Go to those and get to know who they are and then hold them accountable.
1: Yeah, and, and, well, you know, I think a lot of it also comes from the fact that there has been so much about the system being rigged that people actually believe that the system is rigged and are trying to step outside of it as much as possible. They don't want to be involved in the mess they see between the Democrats and the Republicans, for example, and one way to avoid that is to, to claim to not really, you know, be a part of that and to be an independent thinker. However, you know, we we all like to think that we're all independent thinkers,
0: but um,
1: got some news for you. Psychology says otherwise.
0: (laughs) Herd mentality. Well, and that's, and that's once again, I know I sound like a broken record, but (laughs) that's why local is so great and so important because a lot of people disengage from politics altogether because they see what is happening at this top level when the local level is where you have the chance to make an actual impact. You know, I, I recently... Uh, finished one year as the chair of what they call the citizens review committee for one of our city government departments. And we looked at their department and we went, we kind of dug into it. We dug into the financials, we dug into the way they did things. And this was just a civic responsibility, you know, a civic volunteer position that uh, there were five of us on the committee and I was the chair and we looked into it and we gave our report to the city council, you know, and some of the changes that we suggested in our report are actually going to be made. So, there were five of us who cared and we applied for this committee position and we took an interest in it and spent, you know, a couple of hours, a few hours each month looking into it and working on it and putting together this report. And now some of our suggestions will be implemented. We will actually see the results of our involvement in the political structure of our city.
1: well, I mean, that sounds like it could be very exciting.
0: <laughs> You're like, and yet I'm unconvinced. <laughs> 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 to me, the fact that, you know, we are affecting change and making a difference matters. And if you are tired of the way things are going, we'll start by looking around your own town and seeing if there is something that you can do to make a difference locally. How
1: does it make sense for, you know, for more itinerant people, you know, if they're not really settling down in a certain community and they don't feel like they are part of a Community and you know it's this this, a lot of this stems from this whole idea of uh, of of small town America where you do have access to local politics. It's not just reserved for people who you know just a few people among thousands and thousands. It is accessible, and not everyone in the country lives in a community where that is. You know, kind of a reasonable goal, almost. Of course, there are some people who are going to go ahead and do it, but the capability of an average person, there, there's more of a chance to do this, perhaps, in a in small town America than there is in major uh, suburban or urban areas.
0: Yeah. So a lot of these suburban and urban areas have they have wards, or they have boroughs, or they have smaller districts and precincts in a political party. Area You can be like a precinct captain where, you know, it's a smaller group or you have a smaller organization. I mean, in some cases, depending on where you are, like your homeowners association, your condo association, all of those kinds of bodies that actually make rules can be a really good place to start getting involved, because that will impact your neighborhood and where you live right now. So, you know, sometimes local politics isn't about the sweeping change with the whole city. Sometimes it's just about saying, hey, there's a problem right here in my neighborhood. Uh, How can we, you know, what's that neighborhood organization that I can get to, whether it's a a precinct, whether it's a ward, whether you want to be an alderman, there are smaller levels and all of these districts are broken down. There are special taxing districts you might be surprised to discover. There are all these smaller entities, even in a large urban area, that kind of allow for you to start out on that low level. And getting involved in organizations like civic organizations like the Kiwanis or Rotary International or your local Eagles or, you know, those kinds of organizations can also help you find the need in your community and become connected.
1: Yeah, going back to what you said about the rules and you know being someone <laughs> who changes the rules. And, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, a lot of the times with these homeowner associations, people get you know get very angry at homeowner associations because they're setting these rules. Nobody likes the rules, and then if you get to the point where you actually want to do something about it, then you join the homeowners association, and then you find out why those rules exist. And sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it gives you a different perspective and you say, well, okay, this is a valid concern because now I'm thinking about the community at, as a whole. So I think, I, I think in that respect, it can be very eye-opening for people to get involved at a level beyond, you know, the whole individual level, and you know, I, I kind of mentioned something uh, a minute ago. Um, you know, I'm I'm a renter. I I never felt like I'm part of any community where I live. And of course, I continue to vote and I continue to participate and I want to be represented, but I don't have any kind of ownership of, of the community that I, that I live in. And maybe that's because I live in a township where I'm kind of separated from the town, and I don't really I don't, I don't even go to my my town center very often i'm kind of out in the farmland basically that's been converted to apartment complexes and i might not stay here a year later i might be living somewhere else so i'm not inclined to get too involved with something if i'm just going to live somewhere else within a year
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of a valid concern as well. I think a lot of people are in that boat, particularly young people, because you are kind of moving around a little bit and you may not have access to some sort of organization. But I think in the end, you know, you can be as connected and involved as you want to be. If you if it's really important to you to say, OK, I do want to be involved and I do want to be part of this, um, look at a schedule of community events. What's going on? When are when are the city council meetings? When does the township hold its you know elections? You know, when when do these organizations meet? You can find that information. You know, most states have public meeting laws where they have to post what their meetings are and when they are. And so you can find that information out and be as involved as you want to be. But yeah, that's, that's a very valid concern. Well, if I'm going to leave in a year, uh, do I really want to put in that effort? And one of the ways you can do that is maybe you know not necessarily get involved in a straight up partisan political organization or run for office, but say, okay, I think I want to do like a civic organization uh, like Rotary International or the Kiwanis, because these are things that transfer if you get involved with the Kiwanis in your local area, you do some great stuff, you make some good connections, and if you leave in a year, you can go to someplace new, and then you end up with, you know, you can say, well, let me find the Kiwanis here and join them.
1: Yeah, and the same thing can be said about religious organizations, too. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're in church in one town, and you know that... You can go into another town, similar church, and basically find a family right away if you happen to move. You know, find your people, your community, if that's the sort of thing that you need.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so whatever level of involvement you want, I think it's possible to get involved. And, and that's and that's the hard thing, too, about local politics. And I think I kind of touched on it earlier when I said, you know, my son's old enough now that I can be more involved. And a lot of the time, uh, being involved in local politics takes a lot of effort because you're not just watching a debate on TV and then going and casting your vote for president. Being involved in local politics, uh, depending on your level of involvement, I mean, you can always choose to do a small thing or a big thing uh, or be more involved or less involved. But local politics requires a different level of engagement And uh, and the emotional energy to care. And so uh, and that's part of the reason why, uh, as I said earlier, even though I have been politically aware and have done small things here and there since before I turned 18, really, I haven't gotten heavily involved until I felt like I had time with my son's situation. So that is one of the challenges of local politics is you have a job. You have a family, you have your church obligations, maybe you have uh, school obligations. (laughs) There are so many things that we try to do in our lives. And so the challenge of local politics is making, deciding how involved you want to be in it and then deciding how much energy you want to devote to it and how much time you have. And so right now you may only have time to be like, okay, I can go to the city council meeting for one hour er, once a month. You know, that's something that's at least you've gone to the city council meeting, you've gotten involved, you've gotten to see who they are. And once a month, if you show up for an hour, pretty soon you'll get to see who those people are on the city council. They'll recognize your face and you can start talking to them when you run into them around town or you can approach them if you have a question. So I know a lot of people who right now during this election, we have our local candidate forums. You know, they're not involved politically, but Every two years when we're electing state legislators, they'll come to the candidate forum to get an idea of the issues and move forward. So you don't have to be hugely involved if you don't feel like you have time, but you can take a small step.
1: So how do you get started? What What is the first thing that you do and who do you reach out to and how do you find that out?
0: Yeah, so the first thing you can do is your county or city government all of these government levels they have offices go to the office and find out who is in charge find out who the mayor is find out who's on the city council Uh, start there if you're interested in getting involved with a political party you know most places most of them have facebook pages now (laughs) just search whatever your county name and then whatever party you're looking for like green county, green party. (laughs) And I bet you can find something. So yeah, find out who they are and where they meet.
1: And then do you just show up in a meeting? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You can just show up to a meeting, just show up to a meeting. You can be a wallflower for a couple meetings or start getting involved. But yeah, when I showed up to my first meeting, you know, they did an introduction process where everybody goes around the table, says their name and where they're from and what they do. And I just sat there and I gave my little introduction and you know, there you go. It was a really easy way to break the ice.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting because a lot of the times there's really under representation of even people our age in civics at all. So any town can benefit from having from being better representative of the town itself. You know, I, I definitely see how it is valuable to have a wide representation of any particular, you know, whether it's a town, city, municipality, township, whatever it happens to be. Decisions are going to be made without you if you're not there, and they could affect you. So it's good to have some representation. If nobody, And if nobody else is going to do it, see what you can do to get involved, too. Definitely. What else can someone do right now to get more involved?
0: I think one of the easiest things to do is find out what the local issues are. Do a little research. It sounds really quaint, but get a, if, if there's a newspaper, a local newspaper, get a subscription. Get a subscription to the local newspaper and pay attention to the local section. Because that's where a lot of the coverage of different city council meetings are, where different state laws, the coverage of the state legislature will be there. So if you have a local newspaper, either get a subscription to it or visit its website and get a digital subscription.
1: And then how do you decide what issues are important to you?
0: Uh, It's funny you should ask that. We have a whole article on it on adulting.tv that we can link to (laughs) in, in the show notes. Fantastic. Yeah, it starts with your values. Just figure out what matters to you and kind of follow that. If animals are really important to you and the treatment of animals is really important to you, go look for your local humane society and, and see. And and once you get to that humane society, they'll tell you what kind of issues the state or the local city government, what is facing and what impacts them. If education is important to you, start with the PTA Start with the school board meetings, you know, start getting involved in PTA and see where that leads you. Go to a school board meeting and see what kinds of things they're talking about in education. Once you start going to those kinds of things, when I was involved in in the PTA at my son's elementary school, they specifically had resources that said, okay, here are our representatives. Here are the bills related to education going to the state legislature this year. Here are some things to pay attention to. And once you start getting involved in what matters to you, so that's, that's the first step is what matters to you? What things do you either see a problem that need fixing in your community? Or uh, what things uh, do you wish you could see more of in your community?
1: All right. Do we have a listener question?
0: So we have a listener question. It is, everyone is so angry about politics all the time. How do you deal with someone who doesn't agree with you on the issues? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, I mean. (laughs)
1: times. (laughs) We've seen a lot of bad examples of this lately. Uh, Politics, you know, especially in the media, is so heated. And part of that is the ratings. I mean, everyone wants attention. So they're going to do whatever they can to get attention, but in real life, the problem is people imitate that in real life. And, God, I mean, you know, this past election season, if you have friends who are any bit involved and any bit aware, they've been sharing things on Facebook, they've been talking, they've been arguing, it's been it's been a mess. And it all comes back to basic communication skills. I mean... I don't, maybe, or did we forget them or did we just not know the, did we just not have these skills in the first place? But have we forgotten how to have a civilized discussion with somebody? If we do have any kind of discussion, why does it have to be, you know, somewhere publicly? Uh, You know, I I, I get a lot of people want to, um, you know, I, I get that it's important to speak out on things that you believe in, but... We don't have to be as vitriolic as we have been, and it's good to sit down and have a calm discussion and find out what the points are, legitimate points that someone who disagrees with you might have. And I'm not saying that anybody's going to change their mind at the end of the day, but at least we have this open discussion, respectful of each other, that uh, we can learn more about situations uh, that other people might be in we might not be aware of.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, and I think a couple other things, too, is we have become so accustomed to being able to, like when we're online, because there's so much information and we can pick and choose the information sources that we get our information from. And so it's easy to get wrapped up in this little bubble and this this way of thinking that everybody everybody thinks like I do. And if they don't, there's something wrong with them. And I think one of the first steps to do is step back, be the example, and realize that just because somebody doesn't see the same thing, things the same way you do or agree with you, it doesn't mean they're stupid. It doesn't mean that they're actively trying to destroy the country. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're completely wrong. And I think according to somebody who disagrees with you that basic human decency is the first step toward bringing a little more civility back into our political uh, environment.
1: Yeah, and I think it just takes a little bit of patience and understanding even even if the person you feel is completely on the opposite side of the moral spectrum perhaps you don't respect them at all because you know they have a certain belief that you don't agree with you know it just comes down to respect and this none of this is new i mean we see it because the media shows it so much and it's immediate and we get immediate responses to everything you don't have to wait a week until the news gets from one end of the country to the other Everything is immediate and everything is enhanced and everything is amplified. And if we can just take a step back and calm down and reflect and think and listen, then it would be so much easier to communicate that way.
0: Definitely. And I think that that is a good place to end this week on the the idea of stopping and thinking and reflecting fantastic. Yeah. So thank you for joining us this week for our slightly heated discussion about politics. Remember to check us out at adulting.tv. There are plenty of resources, uh, videos, articles, and of course, all of our podcast episodes. You can get some great information on how to be an adult. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review, ask us your questions and join our adulting community on Facebook. And we'd be happy to have you talk about politics. So stop on by, uh, tell us what you think about politics and how you plan to be involved now that the election is over. Join us again
1: next week for another episode.
0: Thank you for listening
1: to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.